Today's episode of Lions of Liberty contains a little bit of adult language and a whole lot of fun. So hi, the kids. Grab yourself a drink and enjoy the show. And I applaud those guys because I think we are a, a party of principle. And I think we sold, in my honest heart, I think we sold our principles out today. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. Welcome back, my Liberty Luddites, to another edition of Lions of Liberty, your home for great conversations about the ideas of liberty. This is the 215th episode of this program, which means you can find the show notes for today's show, featuring links to everything we discuss over at lionsofliberty.com slash 215. And as you guys know, this past weekend was the Libertarian National Convention, an exciting weekend which saw the nomination of perhaps a not-so-exciting candidate, Governor Gary Johnson, and his running mate, Governor Bill Weld, who will be representing the Libertarian ticket in 2016. Today, we're going to have a roundtable discussion reviewing the entire weekend including a very special guest who is there on the scene. But first, I want to take a second out to tell you about today's sponsor, LibertyManiacs.com. My friend Dan McCall, who is currently dealing with a lawsuit from the Bernie Sanders camp regarding one of his designs, has some killer Liberty gear, and especially with election season kicking into high gear, now is the time to load up, and you can do so by getting 10% off your entire order by using the discount code Lions of Liberty. Whether it's t-shirts, mugs, hats, you name it, they've got it. Go to libertymaniacs.com and use the discount code Lions of Liberty. All right, guys, and like I said, we've got another roundtable for you today. This time we're going to be discussing the many events that took place at the Libertarian Party's National Convention this past weekend in Orlando. Uh, first, I'm going to bring in a couple of Lions of Liberty, and then we're going to bring on someone who has actually attended the convention. So we're going to start by bringing in my man over in Pittsburgh. I'm going to call you a co-host today, Odie. Why not? Since you were you were originally supposed to be the host of the show before I butted my way <laughs> back into things. So, John Odermatt. Fantastic. Spent my entire you know, day off today, a, a be- beautiful Sunday, beautiful weather here at Pittsburgh. And I spent the whole time watching the Libertarian Convention. So it's, it's been a great day. I did the same thing. I just got back from Mexico. And then how do I spend my first day back? It's by getting up at 5 a.m. And, and watching Libertarians uh, talk for 10 hours. So interesting. <laughs> Speaking of Libertarians talking, I got another one on the line here. The man who actually inspired my path to liberty many, many years ago, Mr. Howie Snowden. Hey, Mark, just got back to Virginia from Pennsylvania, but I did manage to watch some of the conventions this morning. A, a last-second addition to the show, just like me. Yep, and I did uh, catch most of the debate last night, so All right, we ready may, to go. We may touch on that. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, we've got on an actual delegate who was at the convention. He is the host of the Johnny Rocket Launchpad, our very, very good friend, Mr. Johnny Adams. Well, guys, I'm here in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And it has been a trip. Today has been a trip. Um, just watching all of this heated debate, heated arguments, and watching how the party can divide is pretty cool. It is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the party divides, and, you know and what? it's cool. It's been, it, it, no, it is cool, though. I mean, you know, if, we, we, if everyone agreed to the same thing, then we wouldn't be libertarian. It'd be boring, right? What? I wouldn't have been compelled by what I watched today because it was actually very compelling. It was. It was great, Mark. And you know what, man, and Matt, or John, and everything has been really cool. We've been having a great time. 
uh, we actually interviewed about 12 or 13 guests. We did like a live video interview with about 12 or 13 people since we've been here. And it's just been absolutely fantastic. It's fun. I mean, man, the weather is just awesome. Guys, the weather is fucking awesome. <laughs> here so, we, We've uh, all had great weather, and we've all been inside all day for various reasons related to this event. So, yes. And yes I, I tried to sneak out for a smoke break with Heather and Kurt. So I'm sure you were, really you were shaken though, and, at, and, at some point. What's that? I'm sure you were shaken uh, waiting for your smokes. <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, I'm just stoked to, to be here and have the honor of being a delegate and actually being a person who is here to make the decision for our future and, and to make history one way or another. Even if my vote didn't really count, it counted because I was here. And I think I pissed off a lot of people. And I, I think that I made some progress. So that's what it's all about. All right. Well, uh, I want to get quickly the perspective, I guess, from the guys who weren't there, because I, I'm kind of curious how this came across on TV as opposed to, you know, from someone like Johnny, who was at the convention mingling and, and just pissing people off left and right. But, uh, you know, that's I, what I, I was doing, Mark. I was pissing people <laughs> off. Oh, man. I, I can't wait to dig into this a little bit more. But, but John, what was your, I, were you, you were like me. I think you watched this whole thing. I, I happened to wake up like an insane early hour just because my, my time schedule's a little off because I was traveling and I, I started watching this thing at, at like 6.45 my time and just never shut it off so I, I'm, I'm officially a liberty nerd here but uh what was your impression of the day john were, were the results any different than what you thought or did you hold out some hope for a minute that you might see something other than than the uh johnson well ticket that we ended up getting um yeah it was it was it wasn't surprising what happened i, I sort of going into it i expected the uh to see the johnson well ticket um I, I will admit though during the process i did get you know obviously caught up in it and during the the, the pre presidential um, uh, election process, I guess it's not, not election process. When they do, do there the nominations, God, <laughs> when they're doing the nominations and they're reading each state, each state, you know the the, the chair of, of each uh, each state party reads off who voted for who. I, that's that's when I started listening. So I heard them read every state, and I'm trying to do math in my head as I'm watering my garden, figuring out well, does Peterson have a chance? Terry has got a bunch of votes there, so it was cool hearing that at, at that level, at, at the delegate level, um, who, who they were, were voting for uh, from each state. And you know, I was I was a little surprised that, that Gary didn't get it on the first ba first ballot. I was actually very surprised. And then it was just it was very neat to see how the process worked. And I did hold out some hope that Austin Peterson might. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe McAfee or out of Perry or, or someone could have thrown some support behind Peterson, but it didn't happen, alas. And Gary Johnson won the nomination. The most disappointing thing I think today was Gary Johnson's speech after securing the nomination when he spent the entire length of the speech just begging, begging the delegates to uh, to nominate Weld for VP. But um, I'll just leave it at that, and we can, we can dig into that more later. That, that was a little disappointing as well. So, so Johnny, what was the, um, what was the? I guess, to me, watching at home, it seems like there are basically, uh, I, this is obviously a very simplistic way to break things down, but there are basically two camps in the Libertarian Party, and this is obviously speaking very broadly, but correct me if you think I'm wrong or what, but I basically see a, a, a Gary Johnson camp who really felt strongly that, that, you know, even even admitting many of the flaws they might see in you know in his positions or some of the ways he speaks about liberty, they really honestly believe that he was the best path forward. And I, and I don't want to like get too hard on the people that voted for him. I mean, I, I can understand the arguments. I I definitely can. Um, but 
you know, there, there's clearly a camp that really p- wanted to push for that strategy. The Johnson Weld, get the 5%, get the 15%, get in polls, get in debates strategy. And then there's another half that just basically, for various different reasons, in, in support of various dis- different people, really didn't like that strategy. Is that a, is that a fair, uh, I guess, breakdown? I, I would think so. Um, I, I think what happened here is really kind of, it, it, it was really divided between the radicals and the moderate libertarians. And really, this is really what it boiled down to. I kind of was leaning more towards the radical side, knowing me, Johnny Rational Rocket. Um, But at the same time, I really didn't support Weld. And man, you should have seen the tension growing here. Uh, Outside of what you saw on C-SPAN. I mean, and it was, it was, I mean, there were anarcho-capitalists giving up their VP pick for somebody who is less likely to do less damage. Uh, it was amazing. And you had all these people just jumping, hey, you know what, I'm giving up my VP slot, at least support this guy. Support this guy, because he will do less damage than Weld will. And we're not here for the money. We're here to spread that message of liberty. And I applaud those guys because I think we are a, a party of principle. And I think we sold, in my honest heart, I think we sold our principles out today. So I'm going to take it you did not. So, all right, John, so did you support, I mean, you don't have to say how you voted, I guess, if you don't want. But, I mean, did, did you support the initial nomination of Gary Johnson? Or, or did does your kind of criticism come in with the Weld edition? Well, very much so with the Weld. I, I, I would have accepted Gary no matter what, whoever I voted. Um, actually, in this race, I supported John McAfee. Um, but in regards to this, I really wanted to support Austin. I really like Austin. He was my second pick. But Gary, I think, our correction, John McAfee was a much more stronger and pure. And his imaging of the Libertarian Party of what he could do with it, I think, would be more beneficial. But I would have I would have supported any one of those guys just because I think all three are fantastic, the top three. Um, but what I saw was a lot of uh, dissent uh, with Welt. He's only been in the party for two weeks. He just happened to give up all his Republican values and just jump right into the Libertarian Party. And this is scary. And we had Libertarians just saying, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I was just like, yeah, dude, this guy is not a Libertarian. Why are we standing for this? Because he can give us all this money. But this party isn't based on money. We're, we have just become the Republican fucking party. And I don't want to be another fucking party like that. I want to be a party of principle. And you should have seen the faces of the people who take a more ra- a radical stance. And I'm not saying that the people who voted for Weld are wrong. Uh, but it was crazy because I'm out there holding uh, a Larry Sharp sign. And, you know, and I'm like, you know what, we, we already we need a real libertarian in here as VP to support our message. And that was scary when people were like, sit down. And I'm like, you know, fuck off, dude. I have the right <laughs> to say what I want to say. And, and this is what it, it boiled down to. I mean, man, tempers are flaring. People were I mean, the VP pick was worse than anything else. And the VP pick was the, was the key was the key thing today. And I, it scares me because, I mean, I don't want to, I, I honestly feel that we kind of sold ourselves out. And I, I, from my heart, guys, I don't know what we can do. I, I, I'm going to support Gary. I'm going to support Weld just because I'm a libertarian member and I'm will always be a libertarian. But we need to change some things and we need to change our outlook on liberty. 
Now, Howie, I, I know you were in the car for a lot of this, but you do know the results. So hearing kind of what Johnny's breaking down there, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know, I know you have some strong opinions on this thing, but what are your thoughts about how we can kind of move forward beyond this uh, this uh, Johnson Weld thing? Because, look, they're the nominees now. So, you know, what, what do, do, are you going to hold your nose and vote for him, turn away from them altogether? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on this? But I tell you what, I'm not surprised by the result what happened, but what would shock the hell out of me is if they actually get in a debate with the Republicans and Democrats, that's not going to happen. I doubt that they can even get the 5%. Um, I really, I mean, I understand the pragmatist argument, but I think they sold their soul well, for nothing. Well, actually, on that note, actually, I want to put out something right there. This was, this was posted by Alicia Dern, VP candidate earlier, um, and she she was on the first ballot and then she dropped out and uh, she, she basically, she kind of called weld out. Uh, but at the same time, basically said, you know, maybe we should support this guy because, but afterwards, after the vote, she posted this on Facebook uh, that she wanted to explain herself. And I'm just going to read her words real quick. Uh, I learned that the poll companies stated that they would, would not include libertarians without weld. They agreed to include us. If he's the pick, no weld. And we get shut out again. I learned this over the lunch recess while I was preparing my speech. Uh, it was a really good one too. She never gave that speech, by the way. The Gary Johnson campaign did not ask me to quit or tell me that, so that's good because that would have really upset me. She said she got that message from someone outside the party. So she's saying basically that these polling companies were essentially intimidating her or, or telling her that you know if if you don't drop out or if we don't get Bill Weld with Gary Johnson. Libertarians are out of the polls. This bothers me on so many levels. I don't know where to start. The number one thing is, when the fuck did we get to a society where polling companies are influencing nominees of parties? I mean, what that's, the fuck? That's I mean, it's, that's it's, unbelievable. It's, it makes it makes me sick to my stomach. Read, I read that quote before, and the first thing I thought was, "What? Why not just elect Mitt Romney then? Let's put Mitt Romney out there. If all we want her to do well in the polls, what's what's the difference?" And I, I really like Alicia. I would. I'm worried they just lied to her too, and that's not even true. Yeah, but if, I, I don't say this to knock on her. I'm sure she was in a tough spot, and she doesn't. Oh, yeah, you know, she doesn't yeah, want to I hurt mean, the party. She doesn't want to hurt Gary, and she's told course. that, and doesn't want to be the one holding up this. This, you know, getting into these polls and getting all this attention. But uh, yeah, the fact I mean, it, that people are telling her this is troublesome. It, it is, and God bless Alicia. But again, I will be surprised if they're in like most of the the major polls. I don't think it's going to happen. I think. I mean, I was hoping I didn't think it was going to happen, but I was just praying for like uh, a McAfee win um, for pretty much the reasons that, you know, Johnny had put out. But, you know, I could Gary's not my favorite guy in the world, but he's not awful. And I, I could have voted for him. But with Weld on a ticket, I don't know if I can. I mean, they've got some time to convince me waiting to hear the arguments, but I really don't think I can do it. Well, guys, I mean, one thing about Alicia Dern is I. I saw her. I mean, these are these are things that you won't see on C-SPAN. But I, I saw her, and she had tears in her eyes. And I walked up to her and I said, "Leisha, I love you. You're an amazing person, and you are what the Libertarian Party's about." And she goes, "Thank you, Johnny. I, you know, I've been I've been in constant communication with her just because of the fact that she is a good cat candidate. I mean, she is a great person, and she's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful." messenger of liberty and this is these are the people we need to be defending and supporting and yet she got shut out because of a system and i cannot believe that the system has actually infiltrated the libertarian party we're supposed to be above this and i give her courage i give her props for being courageous because i think that she was i think she was doing a self-sacrifice thing by stepping down um 
I don't know. I, 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 I think she was courageous, guys. And, and, and that, that final really vote was very close. And love her. That, that final vote for v- VP was very close, was it not? I think Weld only made it by a couple. I mean, he didn't even make it on the first ballot. And then there was a, a push, I guess. It seemed like most people rallied around Larry Sharp, who who I didn't really know much about bef- before the last week or two. But he impressed the hell out of me this weekend from the the, the various speeches I, I saw him gave at different points and, and his performance in the VP debate. I, I, I can see why people rallied around him as, as sort of the anti-Weld. But at the end of the day, they just came short. And somehow, I guess the Johnson-Weld camp, they did it once on the first ballot. They found a way to get a few more people to their side, and they did it again with the, with getting Weld onto their side. So, I don't. Did you see any kind of um, on the floor? Did you see any kind of politicking going on? I mean, are there Johnson and Weld people going around just trying to convince people to to switch over to their side because they were they were so close on those first ballots, and then were in both times able to just get that last little push? Johnny, I think I saw a lot of bullying. I saw a lot of uh, the Johnson campaign team bullying people. You got to do this. You got to do this. You ain't nothing. You got to do this. This is for the bigger cause. This is, you know, put your principles aside and join for, you know, this is for the party. I've heard that. They I've actually use that. that term, put your and principles me, aside? I've heard somebody, yes, I did. I heard somebody say that. I can't. I, maybe the gentleman from Connecticut. Um, but I did hear somebody <laughs> say that. I mean, this, this is for the best of the party. We need to get our message out there, put your principles aside. And I'm well, like, those are contradictory statements. <laughs> you know, we right. say well, you want to get your message was, right? out there, but if the message isn't the message that we agree with, then what is the point? And well, I'm not, what I did, yeah. Mark, is I grabbed. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I grabbed that the, the the Larry Sharp sign, and I was running around, man. I'm like, taxation is theft. We need a real libertarian in office. We already have Johnson. We need a real libertarian. And I was pissing people off. This is where I this is where I piss people off, by the way. And you know what? I, you guys may disagree with me. Your listeners may disagree with me, and that's fine. They have the right to, but I have the right to say that. And I felt like I did quite a bit by pumping the crowd up. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I'm like, I ain't gonna fucking stand for this. You know, Gary Johnson was my last pick, but I could stand behind Gary just because I like him. He was one of the guys who got me into libertarianism. So I can't sit here and say, I'm not going to fucking support him. Of course I'm going to support him. But his vice presidential pick was just the most horrendous choice anyone could ever make. And I will not stand by somebody who will put money over the party. And I think this is what they're trying to do. And maybe maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm wrong. But that was what they were selling. Like Gary Johnson said, hey, I know you may not all like Weld, but you know, you gotta you gotta support them because I'm picking them, and we could really go far. And and people were drinking the Kool Aid, and that's sad. I just want to take a step back. Just look at this historically. How people are going to look back at this convention, you know, 10, 20 years from now, and and the role. And that's why I think the story that you told about Alicia Dern, Johnny, was is so. Um, I think it's very important of the story you told about her her crying and how really how uh, how much she cared about this, because I think her endorsement, and I'll have to go back and look at the numbers, but it might have come down to who she endorsed, who was going to be the VP. And the implications going forward of a Johnson-Weld ticket versus, uh, you know, Johnson, uh, um, Johnson, Johnson who, Sharp, who was the other guy? Or, Sharp ticket. Or even Johnson Dern, Johnson Coley. Johnson Dern, Johnson, anyone else. I mean, <laughs> it, it really changes how the Libertarian Party looks to outsiders going forward. 
Um, so that could really have some, hopefully not catastrophic effects going forward on how people look at libertarians. You know, I've had already some conversations with people on Facebook asking about, you know, would, would libertarians even accept a Mitt Romney endorsement? Well, normally, no, no way in hell would any libertarian accept a Mitt Romney endorsement, but Johnson and Weld probably will. Then you have to explain why they will, right. because they just want the money. So it's it, it sucks. It really sucks. Um, and I'm not trying to blame <laughs> any of the delegates. I'm, I'm not trying to blame anyone who voted for um, who, who voted for Weld, who um, that's that's their own personal decision, but it's just a very, it's, it's a tough situation to be in, I think, as a libertarian right now, trying to navigate our through our way through these waters and deciding how to address people asking questions like that. Is it, is it just kind well, of, I mean, let's yeah. just face it though. Oh, go, sorry. Mark. No, no, go ahead, Johnny. I, I, I was just going to say, I mean, is it, is in some ways this stuff kind of inevitable, just the fact that you're getting, you're forming a political party and you're getting into politics that at some point you do, you keep, you do have to make some sort of sort of pragmatic move and at some point the pragmatic move is going to be the one most people rally around and that's just basically what happened no i i just think that you know i get it i I mean big scheme of things i get it but i just want we we should always as libertarians separate ourselves from the establishment we don't have to join the, the establishment games to to become to beat the establishment we don't need to play by their rules to be the staff or to beat them and so that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from the position where we can't, we shouldn't sacrifice our principles. And I think we did. I mean, everything about him and his history of voting for, you know, guns and all these things that he has done is wrong. And he, he just joined the party 14 days ago. And Alicia Dern's like, can you promise me you'll stick by the, you know, you'll stick by our party no matter what. And he couldn't answer the fucking question. Yeah, he couldn't directly say yes. Because he basically just said, uh, uh, I, I'm a lifetime, he, I guess he, he's a lifetime member because he paid uh, some amount. It's, right. You can pay some fee, a couple thousand bucks, I think, to be a lifetime member. So uh, he's bragging about that. But No, but I mean, he, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it and no one did. And even the people who probably voted for him didn't buy it. And that is scary, guys. That is scary. We have like just Totally just said, fuck it, fuck our principles. We want national party status. This is the year. And come on, guys, it's really not that much. I'd rather, I, I'd rather have honor than die a fucking traitor. I mean, when, you know, once once Gary me. was elected, the delegates were kind of in a tough spot because of the way he handled it afterwards, where he basically begged and pleaded and got on his knees and said, please, please, please give me Bill Weld because I cannot do this without Bill Weld. He said, without Bill Weld, I can't get in the polls, which plays off what Alicia said. So maybe he's just feeling the, feeling the same pressure. Uh, without, without Bill Weld, I can't get into debates. I mean, he's saying, I must have Bill Weld or you're going to ruin my campaign is essentially what he said to people. And even with that, we saw a very strong rally uh, and an anti-Weld rally, just, just like we saw an anti-Gary rally. And I mean, it looked like Gary might not even I, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen on that second ballot, but it was close enough that they were able to get some people over to, over to their side. Uh, I, I wanted to mention again about Bill Weld, though. I, um, back in 2006, he it's a little confusing how it works in New York, but essentially he was agreed to run a fusion ticket for, with the Libertarian Party. He was nominated by the Libertarian Party um, as long as he could get this Republican group or to endorse him or include them on his on his on their ticket. I'm not and pardon me for not knowing the full details, but um, it's a little confusing how that worked but essentially when he didn't get the republican side of that after already pledging he would not leave the party and no matter what happened 
he in fact reneged on his word and went back uh, on it and and left the Libertarian Party and then left them high and dry without a candidate for governor that year. So he's already gone back on his word once. So it's not like, well, you know, we have no reason to trust, not trust this guy, blah, blah, blah. You have reason not to trust this guy and you still fucking trusted him. So uh, no, really, I mean, I, I can't feel bad for what happens uh, going forward, really, because, uh, I mean, it, it was all right there in front of everybody to see and, and they just looked the other way. This will be a learning decision. I, I agree. I think it's going to end well. You don't think it's going to yeah, end and I well? Think we to- just, I sold our soul to the devil. That's my opinion. You is this Bill just Wells, what Bill political parties do? Is it is this inevitable for a political party? Like, I guess that's I what know. I'm kind of saying. I mean, in a way, you have to have pragmatism at some point in the Libertarian Party in any political party. So, is this just a, a bigger version of pragmatism that we just don't happen to like and would have settled for? Hey, I mean, in a way, if I, if Austin Peterson was the candidate, I'd be sort of settling as in a pragmatic way because I I would think that he, even though I don't agree with him 100, percent I do think he can articulate ideas pretty well. Well, I do think he could uh, put things forward pretty well. I probably would have supported him. Would, would I be being too pragmatic then? I mean, it's it's really just about where the line is in a way. Um, I, what, I, what I really love that Austin did, I mean, when he had, did his concession speech and he fully endorsed Gary, he said he, he, would, he can have his sword. He will back him all the way. He gave him his freaking pistol, which is like a replica, a George Washington replica or something. I didn't get the exact details. And then he turned and, you, and it, I was like, wow, that's great. He's totally coming out on this Johnson Well ticket. Uh, not, not that it's great, but I was kind of surprised, but not totally surprised. But then he, he pulled this curveball and he comes out and says, but I will never get behind Bill Weld. And, and he and he heartily endorsed Alicia Dern. I mean, I just I just I was like clapping on my couch while my girlfriend's looking at me like a maniac, like not knowing what's going on. I, I, I love that moment from Austin. It was it was so classy and so perfect. Austin has impressed so me a lot this whole, this whole cycle. And, you know, he's young. I hope to see him back again. I do really like Austin. He, he would have been my second pick this year. I think he's great. And I hope he sticks in there. So does that mean Austin's not going to support the uh, Gary Johnson Weld ticket? He'll support Gary Johnson, but not Weld? Mm, I think he will support. I think he really meant he's not supporting Bill Weld right now for vice president. I'm sure he'll still support Gary Johnson. But now everyone's in this tough spot. Everyone's if they want to support Johnson, they got to answer all these questions about Bill Weld and his his stance on guns. I mean, it's put everyone in a a difficult spot. And I I kind of agree with what Johnny was saying. Like, I could have gotten behind Johnson in the kind of, well, he's not a bad guy. Like Johnson even said this in his in his speech, (laughs) concession speech, his his acceptance speech. It sounded like a concession speech, though, the way he was begging and crying. Uh, I mean, (laughs) right. I mean, it, it was so it was such like a bummer moment. He wasn't he wasn't at all enthusiastic. He was just begging and he was using his time to beg and plead for this guy it was it was pathetic it was absolutely pathetic i think think you said this in the forum i think you said this in the forum mark can you imagine donald trump hillary clinton bernie sanders giving any sort of speech where they're saying that the only way they can be successful and be a successful president if you elect this other person as vice president (laughs) it's insane it's crazy yeah you're never gonna see donald trump like if you don't if you don't give me uh chris christie i'm it's over i can't wait i mean that's never gonna happen (laughs) well here's the thing guys and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right from my heart, and we were there, we saw it, is Austin Peterson showed the utmost class and utmost professionalism up there on stage. I was really impressed by him by doing what he did. And you know what? He was honest. And I really, truly think that Austin Peterson is a libertarian. Uh, maybe not libertarian enough to some people, but he is a true libertarian, and that man does have principles. And he showed those principles by doing what he did, 
by giving his revolver to Johnson as an honor. And I thought it was beautifully done. Um, before the convention act or before we even voted, Austin came up to me and Heather and he says, guys, guess what? See this revolver? It's George Washington's. It's a replica of George Washington's revolver. And whoever wins, I'm going to give them that. Hopefully I keep it. I really want to keep this. This is very important to me. And guys, just letting you know, I really want to keep it. And that's what he said to us. <laughs> and then when he came up on stage and gave it to Governor Gary Johnson, I thought it was fantastic. It was classy, but he spoke the truth. I will support the governor, but at the same time, I will not support his VP choice. And I thought, man, he nailed that shit. He nailed it. I'm like, you know what, dude? Much respect. Everyone applauded. Everyone stood up. That entire room roared. You can't hear that on CNN or C-SPAN, but the, the entire room roared. And it was just fantastic. Uh, I mean, and he showed so much class. I, I agree. I mean, he, he really impressed me. I, he's impressed me this whole election cycle because, I mean, I, th- I feel like he's really attempted, at least in recent weeks, maybe not the whole election cycle, to sort of shed his image as a arrogant Internet douchebag because I think he would even agree he's been that in the past. He said as much when I interviewed him. But I think he's growing up, and I think he's he's displaying that uh, to everybody because I, I really think he has grown as a person a lot and, and the way he presents himself. I mean, we all do and say a lot of stupid shit when we're younger, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying he's changed his whole character or anything, but I really I got the impression he really has uh, grown up. That, that's just the way I, I would put it. I mean, just as I've grown up in the last five years, and, and we all have. Right on. Uh, something else I want to say no, about I, Austin. Austin, though, um, and his campaign, though, he what what came across to me on TV was he had some of the he had the not some of the most enthusiastic, the most vocal enthusiastic supporters. He was the second to Johnson. He had two hundred something delegates uh, for him to Johnson's. Well, eventually, uh, almost five hundred. Uh, but uh, the, the, he, you cannot deny that Austin Peterson has brought people to this party and and got them fired up. And 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 if he can actually divert those people to the Johnson campaign, Gary. Johnson should be kissing Austin Peterson's feet. Well, what I thought was funny, Mark, is that no one was told, not even Alicia's campaign manager was told that she was dropping out and endorsing Weld, right? Because apparently her campaign manager, I can't remember her name, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot, but she was like looking for Alicia. She couldn't find her. And that decision she made was not with the consent of her campaign manager. And I think it would have changed things up if maybe Austin knew that Alicia wasn't going to run. Maybe he would have put his support behind Sharp. And that could have changed the entire outcome of this election. Yeah, and who for, knows for if uh, Alicia herself may not have even known at that point. You know, that might have been right. I mean, it sounds like this know. really was a, a last-second thing because she was preparing her speech and about to go up when she kind of got this uh, information fed to her. It's unclear who fed it to her, but she said it was someone outside the party. Who knows? Who are these people? I mean, who are these people infiltrating and, and influencing our nominees to, to like drop out because of polls? Like what is going on? Although, I mean, it's just not surprising. Right. It's the sad right. thing. I'm not surprised by it at all. I, I do appreciate I, that you either. shared that for sure. I mean, I this stuff probably happens all the time. And sure. Republicans, Democrats, she's just never shared. She was transparent. Transparent, so you got to give her a lot of credit for that. In the in the, in the least, uh, yeah, I definitely do. Like I said, I, I don't hold it against her, but I mean, imagine if instead of that, she said, "What if she if she went up there and said, i 'I've been told I really need support 
Bill Weld, but uh, I'm going to toss my support behind Larry Sharp. I mean, imagine if those votes went to Sharp instead of Weld. I mean, it was it was that close. Um, and then, and, but then, what what happens then? I mean, how awkward of a campaign is it going to be for Gary Johnson to be up there with Larry Sharp? But who, by the way, mentioned that Gary Johnson got him into liberty. So I mean, I can't just go out here saying That's that. True. As much as I say it, like I will say that I, I hate the way Johnson portrays what libertarianism. I hate that he portrays it as fiscally conservative, socially liberal. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It makes us sound like just just some kind of amalgamation of Democrats and Republicans, as if we don't have an entirely consistent set of principles that are that are completely opposed to what they both stand for uh that, that bothers me a lot um but makes it sound like hippies that can balance a checkbook so it makes it sound like right right <laughs> exactly yeah we're, we're hippies who can do math essentially according to him but um I, I don't know where i was going with this but i don't like the way he portrays libertarianism but maybe i could i could hold my breath and just and support him if he had this other guy if we had someone like larry sharp you know, there, who's, who's also kind of giving those ideas at, at the same time. But, you know, like I said, I, I can't say that Gary Johnson can't bring people to liberty, even if I don't like the way, the way that he portrays it, because, because Larry Sharp got to liberty. Jo- Johnny, you mentioned that Gary Johnson kind of got you into it too. So, I mean, as much as I say, I don't like yeah. the way that they're, they're, you know, they're delivering a message. If it even gets them into the party and then maybe talking to people like us, listening to the, our podcast and, and, and getting more into these ideas. Well, maybe we make them the people that then reject the next Johnson and Wells, you know, if that makes sense. And I, I think you make a great point though, uh, Mark and, and you guys, you know, we all, we all went into the Libertarian Party because we didn't want to, we couldn't take what we know now. You know, we'd be thinking, these guys are fucking nuts, you know? So we would have to take it in small chunks. And I think, you know, honestly, maybe we're right. We've been kind of been in the system for long enough in the Libertarian Party and the theories and the ideas where I think a guy like Gary Johnson is, is, is safe. It's, it's a safe bet for us to get out there and spread that message, and people will learn more as they go. It's a learn-as-you-go kind of program in the libertarian world. And I think it's it, – but it is kind of cool. It, it is fun. But what I think the difference is is now from when I first saw Governor Gary Johnson is that there is no excitement. There is none. His own supporters. Like, okay. I mean mm-hmm. his own supporters didn't seem as excited as like even – they clearly had bigger numbers than Austin Peterson. I'm not denying that. I didn't hear a, like I didn't hear a peep from Gary Johnson people. I heard the Austin people like they were there and they were enthused. I don't think there were any enthused Gary people. There were resigned Gary people or people that decided this is what needed to happen. But, you know, I, I really didn't I, see any enthusiasm from Gary Johnson people. So you think that was similar on the floor? Well, it's like listening to Gary Johnson's like watching a rerun of MASH. You really like it, but you've seen it a hundred fucking times, you know, and you can quote me on that. That's pretty funny. That's a good quote because I actually like mash in theory, but every time I, it's like literally what you said, every time I put it on, I'm like, "Ah, I don't really need to like watch this though. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen it already a hundred times and this is exactly what he is, but he's that way to us. We just got to spread that message. We're, we've been in the party for quite a while and we understand how things work and we understand the libertarian message. And we know how it rolls. A lot of these newcomers don't. So maybe Gary is the best guy. What do I know? I'm all about purism. I've gotten that way because I'm a fucking radical libertarian. But some other people may need to have a little bit of a, 
you know, you got to give them just a tip before you just pump them full of cock, you know? Well, our man, our so, friend Gavin know, Keith has but, been saying that the whole time. That's his whole strategy. Give them a little tip and then send, exactly. them to, send them to Lions of Liberty, send them to the launch pad, send them to Tom Woods, Jason Sapledom, get them, <laughs> get them in here, and then send them out to the big guns, I guess, is the idea. It's, it's never just a tip, Mark. You know that. I, I do know that all too well. Well, by the way, let me, guys, <laughs> I got some great stories for you. Matt, Matt Kibbe. Let's hear a couple. Awesome while, 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 how much really battery cool, you got left? I know you had a really battery cool issue. Really cool guy. Such an honor to meet him. Jason Stapleton and I and Heather and Kurt, we all went out to dinner. We had a great time. I mean, we had a blast. Jason Stapleton is one of the nicest and coolest guys you can ever imagine. I mean, in real life, he's even cooler than he is on the radio show. I does, mean, does really Jason is. Stapleton drink, guy. Johnny? No, he does not. He Doesn't. said, Johnny, I will watch you drink. And he bought our beers. <laughs> and so I was just like, dude, you're a great American. That's Thank a cool dude. A like, dude who will watch you drink and pay for the beers. That is a cool dude. Yeah, he's a great man. And uh, we, ju- we just had a blast. I mean, I met so many great people here. Um, I was just honored to be part of this. And I want to say a special thank you to Lines of Liberty for helping us get here uh, to Orlando and of Florida. And I wanted to say thank you, John and Mark and Howie. I know you're there in support, but I just want to say thank you guys from the bottom of our heart. The Launchpad, thanks you. Yeah, man, absolutely. We're happy to see you guys over there and uh, really excited to see all these videos and all the stuff you've been doing, uh, recording interviews at the convention. So I'm sure you guys will be rolling that out in the next few weeks. Yes, sir. And actually, we're trying to get it out this weekend, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Kurt's sick and he's, uh, but we'll take care of Kurt and it's going to be fun. All right, let's talk about uh, some of the other candidates here that, that dropped out. Now, personally, I was super excited to see Mark Allen Feldman make it into the debates to get enough tokens, both for nomination, official nomination, and to get into the final debate, uh, along with Daryl Perry, who, who I figured would get that far. But Feldman surprised me. So, uh, I mean, uh, Johnny, was there any I, – I had this fantasy that there would be so much t- tumultuousness between the Peterson people, the McAfee people, the Johnson people, that eventually the only people anybody could agree upon was the one guy that – Everyone seems to like, and that's Mark Allen Feldman. And he said as much that was his strategy. It didn't work out to become the nominee, but he got a lot farther than I think a lot of people would have ever, ever thought he would. And he even said that he felt it was a victory that he was nominated, that he was on stage. And I, I, I've been impressed with the guy all along, especially since I interviewed with him. So, so I mean, were you, were you happy to see uh, Feldman up there and Perry up there along with the, uh, the supposed big three? Well, let me tell you something about Mark Allen Feldman. Um, what an amazing person. I mean, he's not just a great candidate, but I have an actual real life story. There was this guy, we were sitting there raising hell in the corner of the room of the convention hall. And we, I see this guy and he has a secret sevens bottle. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And I start drinking it. And I'm like, who you vote for? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then we started drinking. And next thing you know, I'm drinking, he's drinking, we're all drinking. And then next thing you know, he can't hang with the big boys. Homeboys knocked out in the corner of the room. Well, as soon as uh, Feldman came off his, off, off, gave his speech, he ran down the stairs, was walking off, and saw this guy drunk on the side of the fucking convention hall. And he stopped and went to assess him and said, Hey, man, are you okay? Are you okay? And then I walk up and I run over to his buddies. I'm like, Dude, is he okay? And they're like, we don't know him. We don't know him. And I'm like, you were talking to the motherfucker. <laughs> he went out of his way to fucking help that guy. He just got off the stage. 
and, and Feldman went over there and assisted him. And I'm like, man, this guy's a fucking wonderful human being. Like he really lives this shit. He's a good person. And he is. So mark my words. He is a good human being by all stretch of all imagination. Wonderful, caring human being. And apparently there was somebody who had a hit and run in front of the hotel here in Orlando. And there was two guys on the scene. And that would be Tim Moen, who is a leader of the Libertarian Party of Canada, who is a firefighter and a uh, medic and, and Mr. Feldman. And they both were there first responders on the scene, helping that man out. So again, my respect for uh, Mr. Feldman is extremely high, much respect, much kudos. And I took a picture with him. I'm like, dude, you're a great human being. Thank you very much for all you've done. I don't agree with you completely philosophically or politically, but you are a great man. And I told him that, and he's like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, I took a picture of it. You guys got to bring him on the launch pad, man. He's He's a cool dude. He was great. And I mean, just you could just tell. I mean, somebody just goes out of their way to help someone like that. That is a great human being. And he cares. He really does. And so anyone who supported Feldman, thank you for doing that because we at least we know he, he really does care, guys. And I think that's more important than any political philosophy or positioning. Howie, Johnny, how, how, crazy, how crazy did the crowd gr- did the crowd go after Mark Allen Feldman's debate rap closing statement. It sounded like he brought the house down. He did. Um, he really did. He was really one of the better uh, uh, debaters on the entire panel up there. Um, surprisingly enough, um, I'm, I'm going to switch the conversation a little bit to somebody you probably wouldn't expect, but Will Coley. I mean, sorry, but Will Coley. I mean, he's full of piss and vinegar. I mean, this guy was a fantastic. This this guy could speak. He riled up the crowd like I've never seen before. I've never seen anyone with so much passion and got people excited. He is the um, Daryl Perry's running mate for VP. He's a self-proclaimed Muslim, but we interviewed him, and he's a super nice guy and really interesting past and very interesting story and a hell of a nice guy. And again, he's another one of those guys who said, you know what, I'm for the party of principle and I will support, I will drop my nomination to support a person who I want to win because it's for the message of liberty, not for my own personal gain. And he did. And he's a selfless person and I have much respect for him too. Will Coley is an amazing person and he has my respect, utmost respect. Well, very cool. Uh, I, I also enjoyed, um, for, as far as the conspe- session speeches go, oh, we'll, we'll skip around, VP, President, whatever. But I really enjoyed uh, Judd Weiss's speech when uh, when he, he he had said ahead of time if McAfee wasn't elected, he wasn't going to seek the vice presidential nomination. And, and he actually did endorse Will Coley, who you just mentioned. But uh, I really liked uh, his talk that he gave about sales and engineering and how they have so many brilliant engineers in, in the Libertarian Party. So many people focus on principles, and that's important. But we also need salespeople who can really market the message. But he made an important, an important point here, and 
that part of marketing that message more effectively doesn't mean that that sales goes to the engineers and says, all right, water down your product, uh, weaken this product. That's not how it works. That's not how you get a, a good sale. You you keep the good product and then you, se- you sell that better and you come about that for new ways. But it seemed like he was kind of implying that, you know, the, the Gary Johnson, Bill Weld sort of uh, – track of things is is trying to dilute the product in in order to sell it instead of actually taking the great product that we have and and promoting it in a better way oh well i I think you know me and judd had a long conversation i really like him he's a super nice guy real personal real down to earth and and he was uh he's absolutely right i mean he he takes the he he makes libertarianism art and that is his function and i told him i'm like dude you're making this art in art cells and you're, you're breaking this message. And he goes, well, you know, like McAfee's campaign, this is what I'm about. I'm about simplifying the message into an emotion rather than a, a bunch of textbook information. Nobody wants to hear that shit. I want people to feel what the libertarian party is about. And I'm like, wow, you're absolutely right. And I think we're being creative guys like that. The camp, the, the McAfee campaign is the crew that was there was cre- being creative with libertarian ideas. No one else has really ever challenged that and done anything like that before. And this is what we need to be doing, experimenting with this. You know, like the Lines of Liberty, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. We're different than all these other radio shows. We're being creative and, spe- and, and, and spreading that message of liberty. Because, you know what, not everyone likes, you know, engineered data sheets. I mean, it doesn't work for most people. And this is where this is this is it's our delivery that needs to change, not necessarily our message. And I think he's absolutely right. I like John a lot. He took a picture of Heather Curtin and I, and myself, and now we are officially libertarians and the Libertarian Party, apparently. There you go. Because everyone has his picture. He's a great photographer. And uh, you know, Judd still owes me a picture. He, he took a picture of me once, and I, I still have not gotten it. So, Judd, if you're listening, <laughs> get on that so I can be official. God damn it, Judd. Hey, Johnny, I love Judd's videos that he did for McAfee, too. And um, do they talk about any plans that they have uh, to do any, any more stuff, even though McAfee didn't get the nomination? I know they, they had said that they were going to keep promoting the Be Libertarian campaign and that. Like, do, are they actually going to do that? Do you know of anything? I think so. I think that's what they're going to do. Um, I think they're going to start moving in that direction. I think they're going to still continue with that campaign. And I, and I applaud them for that. Um, and by the way, guys, just off the record, my personal experience is Janice McAfee is the most amazing woman there is. Dude, she is, she is just classy. She is beautiful and she is just a knockout and she is just fun. And she's, you know, she supports her husband, but she is really, you know, I kind of just voted just because she is just so badass. Janice McAfee is an amazing woman. And Heather was like, she's my girl. She's my girl. And I'm like, yeah, she is. She was just fucking fantastic. Really blown away. She's very personable. You know, you could tell her, you know, you could tell she doesn't like to hang out with nerds. And there's a lot of nerds here. So that's about it. All right. What what else stood Hello? out to you? Yeah, we're still here. What what else stood out to you guys? I, I, speaking of McAfee and, and that campaign, he did kind of give a weird concession speech where he just kind of came up there and said, I look around at this convention and 
all I see are white people and all I see are men and shame on you. Shame on you. And then he endorsed Derek Grayson, T-Mot, for VP, who was not even a vice presidential candidate until I think like literally a, a day before. I saw on Facebook people were encouraging him to drive to, t- to uh, Orlando to and put it, and get his name put in for nomination. And apparently he did. So uh, and he just showed up out of nowhere. Um, so what did you think of T-Mot, by the way, in his surprise appearance, Johnny? Uh, I think I think he was fantastic. He was a great speaker. He's he awesome, right? He's a great up, speaker. Motivated. Great, great speaker. I don't. I I really was not really happy with McAfee's speech. I, I thought I'm like, come on, man. You know, at least get behind something. Uh, even if you're not getting behind the candidate, at least get behind the message of liberty. And he didn't really even include that. Um, I felt let down. You know. Uh, I think he could have been a better sport about it and at least said, hey, you know what? These guys have done a really hard job. They've worked their asses off. We had a fair fight, and I lost. I would have liked to hear heard that then. Well, you know, there's not enough black people or not enough, you know, women in the party. Okay, yeah, we all know this. This has been the age-old question for libertarians. Did you guys Are think there isn't enough minorities? Did you guys think McAfee seemed off the whole weekend? He seemed really kind of fidgety and nervous at the debate. And then uh, in his concession speech, he just, he just, he didn't look like the same John McAfee I'd seen for the six months. He didn't look like the same confident uh, guy. I don't know if he had nerves or I don't know what was going on. He he really seemed off his, off his game to me. Um, You know, I think he, he had, I don't know, maybe he was stressed or maybe, I don't know. I mean, people who are fidgety usually have some sort of problems. Um, one way or another, I'm not going to say what, but I don't know. I, I can't, I, I'm not there. I don't live in his life, but yeah, he did seem a little off and uh, he, he had spike TV around him all week. Um, so they were just following him like into the bathroom, um, <laughs> everywhere. So, I mean, he had nowhere to go. <laughs> the the, I mean, the, 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 bath, the bathroom with John me. McAfee. Now that, that's gotta be an interesting time. That's an entire yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. In the bathroom with John McAfee. That's an entire episode. Libertarians uh, in bathrooms yeah, I mean, with John McAfee, our next special. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, I like him. I, I think he had a great idea and he ran a great campaign that was different. And that's what I think it was wonderful about it. And it was artistic. But I don't really know much about him. I didn't, you know, I've had more time with Austin than I did with anyone else. And Austin gave us that time. And that's what I really can, I really say, I want to say about Austin is, that he really listened to people who talked to him where I think Gary and John, there was a lot of disconnect between the average uh, delegate and their campaign. You know what I mean? Where Gary just, you know, if you didn't really couldn't do anything for Gary, he wouldn't really bother with you. Whereas, you know, Austin was out of his way to talk to people and talk to everybody he could. And it's kind of a shame. They should be courting the delegates and not ignoring them. Did you get to speak with Gary, Johnny? I did not. And I kind of, you know, I, I didn't make it. I didn't go out of my way to do it. I mean, it's, it's probably my fault that I didn't. Because what do you say to him? I think your VP sucks, dude. You know, <laughs> what am I supposed to say to him? You know, what's it like um, to climb Everest? I, I just, <laughs> yeah. You know, what are you going to say? Um, I, I just had nothing to say to him. So that's why I figured I just wasn't, wasn't worth my time to even bother the gentleman. But I did see Tom Woods, and he goes, Johnny Rocket, Launchpad, oh, God, Lines of Liberty, Mark Claire, yeah. And I there got you go. Tom Woods, and I'm like, so he knew who you are, brother, so thank you very much for that plug, too, man. Nice. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I did reach out to Tom and say, you got to go on these guys' shows. So I'm, I'm glad he uh, my message uh, resonated. 
He did. He goes, you got to get me on Twitter. Yeah, you know, fuck Facebook or fuck email. I don't, he didn't say it. Didn't yeah, swear, I, know, but, I was just gonna say I don't. I can't picture Tom Woods saying it like that. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, you're my hero, and he's like, thanks, um, Max. So, but you know, you know how it is. Next book signing. All right, so guys, <laughs> Heather. Heather was. It was funny as Heather was building me up, like, oh, you, oh, our show, blah 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 blah. Then I come in and I fuck up everything, and I'm like, fuck it, where's the bear? You know. Heather's like, oh, God, shut up, dude. Shut the fuck up. So here's a joke, but whatever. Um, but Tom, Tom's a super nice guy. And I actually put my arm around him because I don't think he likes to be touched. But I did anyways. I'm like, fuck it. You know, live once. <laughs> I, got, I got a cool picture with Tom Woods. So I was, I was stoked to have that. All right, guys. We're going to go uh, wrap this thing up. I want to get everyone's final thoughts. Johnny, I'm going to start with you actually because uh, because your phone's dying. So just in case it dies soon, I want to get your final thoughts before it goes off. But hopefully you'll make it to the end. So just your final thoughts on the on the convention overall, and uh, you know the the just your your thoughts on being involved in this Libertarian Party, this thing for the first time, this huge convention, and and the results, and just your your general feelings coming out of this thing. Well, I think. My my, I really am happy I'm here. I, I met some wonderful people. There's a lot of people out there who are really supporting liberty, and they really, really want it. They want the pure message. They want to spread, um, you know, either from ANCAPs to minarchists to squishy people. Um, they want something in between. Everything, you name it, they want it. But I really think that this was a great experience, and I could never have asked for anything better. In my life, I'm honored to have been part of this historic moment. I don't necessarily agree how people voted, but you know what? I am, you know, my, you know, obviously it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. That's fine. I have to accept it. I'll move on. But it, it was an experience that I'll probably ever, never forget. So. All right. Well, Johnny, I do appreciate you taking taking the, you're taking away some bar time and stepping aside to, to jump on here with us. But, um, uh, Howie, what about you? What are your what are your final thoughts on this Bill Weld Gary Johnson uh, ticket and the whole LP going forward here? Well, in light of this, I mean, I think it's probably always been the case. We can't really just rely on the Libertarian Party to spread the message of liberty. I think it's going to fall on podcasts like yours and Johnny's and uh, you know other ways of getting the word out. I don't think the message is going to be communicated very well by this ticket. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Well, what if we're sitting here I, all I cynical? My... What if we're all cynical here and then like on CNN tomorrow, it's like Bill Weld is like taxation is theft. We're like, whoa, oh my god, he was he was he was great the whole time. <laughs> Uh, probably not, probably uh, not though. Probably. I, I'd love to be surprised, and I'm not even saying right now that I won't vote for that ticket. But they're gonna have they have some convincing to do to get me there. I I'm just not feeling it. I, Bill Bill Wells is too much. If it was Gary and somebody else, I probably would have you know grumbled a little bit, but gone gone along. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I hope they prove me wrong. It's a, my challenge to them if they're, if they're listening to Lions Liberty Podcast. Let's. Please, maybe at least come on a libertarian show and answer some of the concerns that a lot of us have. Uh, you know, maybe we're worrying about nothing, but it's I, I hard hate, to know. I hate to say it. I, I don't think I'm getting Gary Johnson and Bill Weld on at this point. If, if it was going to happen, yeah. it was going to be so they could cater to libertarians before before this thing. But man, maybe I'll be wrong. I'm not going to stop asking. That's for sure. And, you know, honestly, Mark, that them where it's going to hurt you. So, well, I guess we'll see how it turns out. We sure will. And, uh, Odie, what are your final thoughts on this whole fiasco? Uh, obviously. I'm disappointed in the uh, the final ticket there, Johnson Weld. Um, it would be great to have a a passionate 
advocate for in individual liberty that um, knew it inside and out and was very articulate and, and able to describe it. Um, someone like a like a Ron Paul or or even even a Rand Paul to a certain degree that would be fantastic. But we don't have that. Um, but we do have someone in Gary Johnson and uh, and Weld who are going to have people talking about libertarian ideas, asking about the Libertarian Party. So looking at it in a glass half full kind of way, I, I think we've got to seize this opportunity. And, you know, just, you know, if people are asking about the Libertarian Party on Facebook or in real life, um, approach them and talk about it and talk about areas where you disagree with Gary Johnson. Talk about where you think he's wrong, if he is wrong. And you just have to take it as an opportunity, I think. It would be great to have someone else, someone more pure, in quotes, but we don't have that. So we've got to make the best of it. Yeah, and I guess I'm going to echo those thoughts because I, I don't – I did not want Gary Johnson as the nominee. And like you guys, I really, really, really do not have a good feeling about this Weld guy as the nominee. I don't have a good feeling about even the kind of support he's going to tr attract. I mean, what if Mitt Romney comes out and endorses the the Libertarian candidate? What if Lindsey Graham comes out and endorses the Libertarian candidate? Now look who we've become. Then we've become the new Republicans. And that's the last thing, the last thing the Libertarian Party wants to be. I'd be happy to be proven wrong. I'm I'm not just going to I'm not going to run around trashing Gary Johnson and Bill Weld or anything like that. Uh but we will be critical. We certainly will keep an eye on them and we're not going to stay quiet if they say and do things that go against the ideas of liberty. So, if you remember Rand Pauluses and minuses, We've always liked Rand Paul, but we've been critical of him and supportive of him when appropriate. And I think we're going to be taking the same exact tag with Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. And uh, it remains to be seen. But the important thing to remember here is these are two people, two men running for this one office. OK, and they are not the world. They are not all the libertarian candidates. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of libertarian candidates across the country. I'm going to do my best to highlight as many of them as I can over, over the coming months. Uh, and there's a lot of good people in this movement and uh, a lot of good people that even voted for Gary Johnson and Bill Weld that I will disagree with. But um, I don't think it means that, you know, we have to, it's the end of liberty. You know, it's 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 par for the course for the Libertarian Party. We already got Johnson once and we got Bob Barr last time. So it kind of just seems like this is what the Libertarian Party is now. They're people that debate about liberty ideas and then they uh, put up a Republican. But, you know, there's, there's only so much I can complain about it. I'm not like Johnny and Heather. I didn't show up. I wasn't there. I didn't, didn't get, didn't get involved enough with my local LP. So maybe that's what we really need to change if we're unhappy with the result. We need more people that think like us to get involved. We need to get involved more directly. Uh, and otherwise we're just going to keep doing shows where we bitch about it. So, and, and I'm going to keep doing that anyway. But, uh, you know, I think that's, that's the message. We got to, you know, realize that this is the decision of, the delegates and uh you know it is what it is and we just got to move forward and keep doing what we do best which is spread the ideas of liberty i know each and every person on this call is going to do that with me so thank you so much guys for joining me especially johnny who is still probably ha like 0.5 percent right now on his phone but still hanging in there hey guys thank you very much i appreciate thank you it's an honor to have on your show, man. Thank Ab you. Absolutely, Johnny. And guys, as you know, uh, next show you'll hear is this coming Friday. John Odermatt, your felony Friday. I'm not even going to ask you for a preview. I'm going to leave it a mystery. So if you guys can just join me in my little sign-off, because you know there's only one thing I'm going to ask of you on the way out of this thing, no matter who you like as the president or vice president. And that is, of course, fellas, live long and, and live, live free. free.
I could have prepped you on the ending, Robin. Just didn't occur to be me. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, Star Trek, neat. 